Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is the last time you'll be hearing from myself and Jeffrey Benedict tonight. It's the Steelers' seventh-round pick. We're going to introduce you the first one. Of course, they have the second one tonight that we will uh, be unveiling live. But once again, my name is Michael Beck and Jeffrey Benedict from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. The Steelers have selected a cornerback, finally, Trey Norwood. That means four consecutive defensive players after four consecutive offensive players. Jeffrey, how do you feel about uh, the utility knife defensive back, as Mike Tomlin called him on uh, NFL or on his uh, on his introductory uh, card reading? What do you feel about this pick? I he's all right. I mean, it's a seventh round pick. What you're getting here is is more Steelers are looking at a bunch of different players who are on the same level and saying, you know, which one do we want to take a shot at? Uh, to me, he looks like a developmental version of Cam Sutton. Cam Sutton was a third round pick. Uh, this he lo- this guy looks to me like someone who could become that. He plays inside. He plays safety. Uh, he's got ball skills. A lot of questions other places. If we remember when Cam Sutton first came out, uh, he could cover people and he had ball skills and that was pretty much it. And he could be played pretty much anywhere. And he's turned into one really good cornerback. So this is this is kind of that guy. Like he he's he's a developmental version of that. He could become that kind of number four cornerback that that can just kind of line up anywhere. Yeah, I think one of the things that a lot of people got to keep in mind is when it comes to these seventh round picks. More often than not, these guys aren't making the team. They're like you're saying, developmental pieces. Maybe you hit on them. I mean, a year ago because the practice squad was extended, uh, all the draft class was able to make the team. So. For them to have hit on another pick w- would be significant. But uh, judging by the way you started this off, I don't think uh, you feel like the Steelers have found their new nickel corner. Well, I want to say this. I find this a little more interesting. He was a starter as a freshman. He was a starter as a sophomore. Lost his junior year to injury and was a starter as a senior. Right? Uh, one of the things I've been saying is I expect the Steelers to take more guys that aren't the pure potential or they have that one trait, like when they when they remember when they took uh, the free safety who had like all the interceptions in the world, but he couldn't play football. Like that's all he could do is catch a ball. Uh, instead of that, they're going with a guy here who has a lot of experience. He has played a lot of football, uh, and I I think he may actually work. You may see this guy hang around and find a role in uh, what the Steelers do because this is he kind of does something that they already know, something that they already have worked into their their defense. All they have to do is teach him to do it better, teach him to do it at an NFL level, and he can be a, a kind of a zone man hybrid, you know, for when you do your pattern match zone guy. He can be that. He can be the guy who drops deep and, and plays that deep ball. If you're only giving him, you know, your job is take whoever goes deep. That, that's a much easier job. That's a much easier job, and that's a job I think this guy – could be someone who does, maybe not this year. He could be on the practice squad, but you look at our depth chart, there's room for him to make this team, make this roster on the 53, simply because we've got four cornerbacks. Yeah, you're absolutely right. As we sit here, a couple Penn State offense linemen go off back, go off the board back to back, Michael Manet and Will Fries. As we inch closer to the Steelers' last pick of the draft, they are basically in untradeable territory, so I, I'm fairly certain they'll be making that pick. But uh, as we sit here, how do you feel about uh, that 
secondary depth chart, especially at cornerback. Uh, where does this guy slot in right away? I like this depth chart better than most people. Uh, the Steelers kept Justin Lane through through his legal troubles. They have kept him. Uh, so I think he's sticking. There's a good chance that Justin Lane is still on this roster. I think James Pierre is your number three corner. I think Justin Lane is probably your number four. And this kid has a chance, a good chance, uh, to be number five. And, uh, he, he, you know, obviously he's going to have to play special teams. He's going to have to do some other things. But he can be that He can be that guy. In the end of free agency, as we crept towards the draft, we start – uh, saw Carl Joseph visit the Steelers before he signed in Oakland. Uh, for the amount that he signed for, I think it's kind of safe to say he didn't like the role the Steelers could offer him. But uh, do you think that this is a pick that might be a guy that's more slated to be a safety, or do you think this is a corner all the way? Well, at the point he's being picked and where he would probably fit on the depth chart, right, as a dimeback, similar to Cam Sutton, it's a gray area. Are you a safety? Or are you a corner? The way they use, they're going to use him, it's kind of a mixture. You know, it's it's more in that pattern match zone, uh, where if you're the deep guy, you're kind of playing safety, even if you're a cornerback. Uh, so, so I think he's kind of a mixture, and that's exactly what they need here. They need kind of that slot safety mixture that gives them a guy that can play in this pattern match defense on those dime plays and on the nickel plays. If he gets, if he improves, and in the future takes over that role, four consecutive defensive players uh, taken here now. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, are you happier with the with the depth across the defensive board right now, or do the Steelers still need a, a little bit more work to do? I'm good with it. I think we can roll with it. I was not expecting looking at the the all the things I've wanted. Uh, like I think I've told you before, like I wanted like eight third fourth round picks. Yeah, to really <laughs> to fill all the positions where you wanted a guy. You're like, well, Rocher. we want someone to upgrade tackle. We want someone at center. We want a running back. We want a tight end. We want a cornerback. We want an edge rusher. We you know, we want all these positions. You're just not going to get every single one. Uh, so they're going to have to roll with some positions where guys are just going to have to step up. The Steelers are going to say, hey, you're the next one up. Step up. And they've done that before. We've seen... Goodness sakes, we've seen uh, Ross Cockrell and and Antoine Blake play cornerback on this team. We've seen John Bostic and Vince Williams be linebackers. We saw Vince Williams start as a as a linebacker in his rookie season. You know, we've seen this stuff happen. The Steelers are going to ask some people to play roles that they're probably not entirely ready for. And this is the kind of like cornerback is kind of that position. One guy goes down, and your your depth chart is looking like someone stepping up, like someone stepping up above where they should be. So Dave Schofield throws this into our Slack channel saying uh, Trey Norwood is a slot corner all the way. Are you comfortable with the seventh round pick starting on day one for this team in that role? No, and I don't think he will. I don't think he will. Uh, I think I think we're looking at him. He could in the dime Again, like that's that's where he's gonna get his time. Is gonna be inside and dime, and that's that's okay if that's like your skill and that's where you play. Like Mike Hilton had a very specific skill set. He came in as an undrafted free agent and made noise from right from the get go because the Steelers were like, "Yep, go do what you do, man. Go do your skill." And that 
That's what this guy can offer. And and really, that's what he looks like to me. The little bit of film I got to watch here and what I've read about him. Uh, he looks like the guy you want in pattern match zone who's just going to take the deep guy. And just just every play, he's taking that deep guy. It's That's what he does. And I think that's how they'll use him. We are flying through these picks right now. I think the Steelers are one pick away from being on the clock. So I, I think uh, we might, uh, just based on the time uh, frame of this, I think we might just merge this in a, one podcast if uh, Mr. Brian Anthony Davis is listening because uh, we are flying through this. We're almost there at the next pick. And I, I don't really want to get to our final thoughts on this guy quite yet. But before the Steelers are on the clock again, one pick left. And basically this is the zone where you're just – you're just nabbing the best guy that you don't think you're going to get as an undrafted free agent. What spot do they go? That's really tough. Um, I This could be like a, a Cade Johnson if he continues to stay on there. Uh, I like him a lot. Um, I, I mean, really, at this point, it's, it's just pick a name, you know? It could be some scout was pounding the table for some guy being like, no, this guy's underrated. And they'll just be like, all right, you know, that's your seventh round pick. You get that. Uh, so we'll we'll see. We'll see. I, I would not be surprised if it's a wide receiver. Yeah, very nearly on the clock. The Rams pick is in uh, Denver, and then it's the Steelers. The Steelers have taken a wide receiver every single year since 2011. Any chance that streak is about to end? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. I think there's a chance. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't. Uh, but it would be it would be a it would be an interesting streak to see end, and and it would be straight up because they brought back Juju Smith Schuster. It would be one hundred percent. They are they are set to go into the season, and honestly, I think I think you'll see fewer receiver snaps than you saw last year for the position because of the All double tight ends, I, the running game. We should be mm-hmm. in fewer third and tens. Like I, really, we better be in fewer third down and ten situations. We shouldn't have as many times where you've got four wide receivers on the field. So, you know, cross your fingers. But I don't, I don't think wide receivers are need here, which is why, hey, it's a seventh-round pick. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, yeah one absolutely. thing is, though, Gunner. We were short mm-hmm. on Gunners last year, and James Pierre took that job. Justin Lane took that job. One of those is stepping up in a different role this year. Are they going to want them to be Gunner? Uh, if we can get a wide receiver or someone like that who could be a Gunner, that would be a great pick here. That would be a big time pick for them. I'd also, I'd also love. Uh, what's the punter's name? There's a punter that I like. Oh, Presley <laughs> Harvin the third or Matt yes! Duffy. Oh, I love the, him. the fat one or the the old one. <laughs> pick your poison. The bigger one. He looks like a rugby player, man. That's yeah, that's how Presley you get Harvin. a punter, man. Like you watch him punt, and I'm like, that's how you punt. Like we we always get these really skinny guys, and they don't have the leverage. Like you don't get the right action on your punt. Oh, Jeff Hartman. So I, uh, old soccer coach who always told me that. He's like, the problem is that like all these guys are too skinny. That's why they can't punt. Oh, BTSC <laughs> co-editor Jeff Hartman uh, sums it up perfectly just before the Steelers get their pick in here. Uh, he, he makes a post on Twitter of uh, the old Ricky Bobby, Jeff, uh, dear baby, sweet Lord Jesus, praying with his hands crossed, make the last pick a punter. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> that, that is completely on brand for Jeff Hardman. We will know momentarily here as your, your timer goes off, your nap timer, I'm, I'm assuming, starts to, to ring Jeffrey. Am I right on that <laughs> yeah, one? That was, that was, that was, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> anyway, so 
back to Trey Norwood before this pick gets in. Uh, are you uh, are you feeling this pick? Like there were other corners available, other corners the Steelers could have taken throughout the draft. Are you comfortable with this pick? I like it. Like I said, what I I've, I've talked about breaking the Steelers' cornerback curse in drafting, and how I think that starts with drafting for the role. You know, drafting a guy whose skills don't draft a guy and say we can mold him into something. Draft somebody who's already done it who's shown the ability to do it and put them in a role that fits their strengths. And I think this is exactly what this kid is. I I know it's just a seventh round pick, so there's a good chance he doesn't make it, but he has an exact skill set that has immediate ability to be put on the field as just boom. That's here you go. You're the guy in the slot on the, on the side with the trip wide receivers. And you're the guy taking the one who goes deep. Like you, you can put him there and have him play probably, you know, 85% of what Cam Sutton gave you in that role uh, doesn't give you the versatility Cam Sutton gave you yet. But, but it's a, you know, as a developmental pick, it's not bad. If you can get him on the field, keep him in the NFL, then you've got time for him to, uh, to develop. And I see we are on the clock here. Yeah, we are officially on the clock. Uh, as we wait for that, I, I do want to mention Trey Norwood's uh, relative athletic score, 2.7 out of 10. Like, obviously, <laughs> not great. Uh, a lot of that comes from his size, though. He's 5'11", uh, 192, uh, 12, bench, uh, 12 reps on the bench, which is, is going to hold someone back as a free safety. Uh, beyond that, uh, his vertical, 33 and a half inches, is fine. Uh, his 40 was 4.58, which, which is uh, a good score in this. Uh, his three-cone and his shuttle were listed as very poor, however. But... Uh, size three cone. Wow. Yeah. So uh, it is interesting. Here we go. We got the pick. Steelers select Presley Harvin the third. The punter is going to Pittsburgh. Jeff Hartman is celebrating. So are we. Oh, my goodness. How you feel about them, Apples? The Steelers have a brand new punter, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. It's a big day in Pittsburgh. I'm uh, I'm not loving that for Jordan Berry, but uh, that was the rumor all along that they would get this guy. Uh, punters are people too, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as, Je- as Jeffrey Benedict tells Jeff Hartman to jump on this live stream to come celebrate this pick. We'll see if he does that. Uh, <laughs> laughing your head off here. Oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. Like, I'm they joking around, but I like this punter. He, he has a great quick kick. Uh, he gets the ball out and he can boom it. I love this punter. That's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. People are gonna people are gonna love this kid once they see him kicking. It's great. It's seventh round. It's it's your second seventh round pick. You know, there's not there's not like there's much up riding on that one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, well, I try to load up some pictures of the guy to make a quick little graphic. But uh, how do you feel the punt? How do you feel about this draft class as a whole? Because now we've officially have uh, we we have all the the names brought in. Well, I haven't watched any film yet. I've I've only started watching film on like my first couple of guys because uh, I've been busy doing all this other stuff. But it's it's uh, you know the old the old Hannibal. Uh, from the A-team, you know, you love it when a plan comes together. This draft has kind of come together. We got a cornerback who can fill the need we have. I think it shows a lot of faith in the guys that they already have from the Steelers. Uh, We got an edge. We got our outside linebacker. We got our inside linebacker. We got our tackle. We got a center. 
We got a running back. We got a tight end. Like we we can sit there and debate. Like, well, could they have done it in a different order? Sure, of course they could. There's tons of ways you can do it. But they got all the positions filled, and then also like threw in a wild card with a bizarre, you know, defensive lineman pick that no one no one understands or got. <laughs> and they found a way to get the punter. It's that great. is hilarious. I am just I'm giggling on this one I, as I'm trying to put this graphic together and. Uh, Put put the put this draft put a bowl on this draft. This kid is huge for a punter. Yeah, he he is like a barrel. He looks the, like a rugby player. I think the best he does. Part he looks like team. a rugby player. I yeah, love you're it. spot on. And like as I look at him, he's like some of these pictures. Of this apparently this kid can throw. So I I don't know. That's uh, interesting. I guess you could say. But uh, add another dimension to this team. But clearly, I think they were over. Uh, over the, the the punting ability of Jordan Berry, uh, sorry for all the, the Jordan Berry uh, heads out there, but uh, now that they moved on, they, they tried to do it last year, they do it in the draft this year with the, I believe that's the first punter selected. Uh, Danny Smith was at his pro day, so um, what do you think? Is the Steelers' last pick of the draft going to be the guy that has the most production in year one? Oh, he's going to make the team. I want to speak to our super chat here from Austin Smith. Thank you. I will make sure. Like I know I'm splitting I'm splitting film rooms this year with Kevin Smith. It was crazy last year. It took me weeks to get everyone out. Uh he's he's already on it. He's got a couple in the queue already going. I've got to catch up to him, but I will make sure that I get a breakdown this punter and you can expect video that includes me hand timing clips of him punning on YouTube, which is an incredibly inaccurate way to get hang time, but I will do that. It's going to happen. Uh this this is going to go down. You can expect this broken pick to be broken down a lot by yours truly. Uh, I love it. I love the punter. And I want, I want to call you out, Michael. You were saying uh, when we were on for the sixth round, uh, afterwards you were saying, like, we had four offensive picks. We had four defensive picks. We had three defensive picks at the time, and you were saying we need a fourth defensive pick and then special teams. And everyone's like, yeah, that's where we get the punter. And that's what the Steelers did. Four <laughs> offensive players to start the draft. Four defensive players and then a punter to put the ribbon on it. Yeah, no, it it really is funny. It, it's the perfect symmetry. They go four and four and one. It's beautiful. Uh, I think the Steelers were probably most in love with, with this kid since uh, the drought process began. Like Danny Smith was at his pro day. He's chewing gum in his ear. You just love to see it. But uh, I don't know. I guess Danny we Smith is here to of- chew gum and draft punters. Yeah, and he's all out of punters now, apparently. I guess yeah, he's, he's all out of go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. But uh, I, I guess we can talk about it now. We won't be on the the, the the series closing podcast, I suppose, for this draft class. So if you want to put a, a bow on that uh, on that pick, uh, how, or not even the pick, the, the class in general, how would you rate this draft class on your initial reaction? My initial reaction? Okay. Um I'm going to give it a B plus. I'm I'm actually pretty high on it. I don't think they like absolutely went out and crushed it. Uh but I'm I'm pretty high on this draft class. I uh, I think of course I've I have I obviously they need a body for cornerback, but I haven't been as low on cornerback as other people even with the losses they've had. Uh I didn't think edge was as big of big of a need. Um, and they found exactly what they needed there, a guy who's productive and knows what he's doing. 
So even the late round picks were they were well distributed. Like we can we can sit there and say, yeah, they waited for center to third round, but the guy they got fits the Steelers so well. And then you 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 know for tight end we got a guy with incredible upside uh, and a solid floor. Like I that's a great pick for a second round guy. We'll see that it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun training camp. Man, I can tell you what if if they uh if they allow us at Latrobe, I'm gonna be there cheering for the punter. <laughs> okay, so I loaded up his stats here. He averaged 48 yards per punt last year in 2020. That's booming. I'm pretty sure uh, Jordan Berry was right around 45, I think, last year. So those three yards uh, do matter. Uh, his his long last year, 70 yard punt. So this guy has got a bazooka of a leg. Um, the ESPN didn't carry the other stats, but it's a punter. I mean, uh, get, getting back to, to my thoughts on this draft class as a as a whole, I, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I think they nailed all, all their major holes. I think Pat Fryermuth, I know some people were upset about it when it first happened. Once this guy starts catching passes, I could see Steeler fans fall in love with this guy. Uh, uh, Quincy uh, Roche, I think that's another guy Steelers fans can fall in love with. I think this is a really good draft. Just when you look at it, look at it on paper, I, like I think it is extraordinary. I think as the days or as the years go on, I think this could uh, fall fall into the category as one of Kevin Colbert's best. That's really how I feel about it right now. I really like the value they got on some picks. I really like some of the names on the other ones. The 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers is this a, is this a playoff team? Did this draft class push them back into uh, into the land of the playoffs? I think so. I think it filled the holes, and I think you're gonna see you're gonna see some of these young guys fill roles and improve the roster as it goes. We're gonna make it better. I think you're gonna see growth from last season because uh, they've got some real nice guys on last season that are gonna get real chances to shine now. Chase Claypool should have an expanded role. Alex Highsmith's getting his shot. Kevin Dotson will not be sent back to the bench this season. If they if they do that, I will I I will flip. Uh, but they're not going to do that. They're going to start him. You know, he's going to be there all sixteen games. He was our best offensive lineman last year. So I I'm, I'm a big fan of it. But you were saying this is as, to me this is a low key, really good draft. Where where would you rank it among like let's say since uh, 2017, the last four draft five drafts yeah 2017 when that was over i was jumping for joy i'm like oh my gosh they killed this draft was, as, as time went on crazy draft proved us right um the devin bush draft really liked that one as well uh last year's draft even though they didn't have a first round pick really good as well man when you have to compare it to those drafts that is really honestly i could even go as high as number two like and that might be pushing it. Uh, Twenty seventeen. I, I remember when TJ Watt fell in their lap. I was sitting in an airport, and I like I remember just having to contain myself because I didn't want to look like the lunatic waiting to get on a plane because that would <laughs> that would look really bad. Yeah, exactly. So I was just, security's like, to, um, so sir, you're you you need to look. You need to come. <laughs> you with need us. to go. So uh, <laughs> that's a great question. I, oh man, like when I think about it. Purely from like the night of the draft ending, I, I think I could put this draft as number two. I think I might be higher than most people. What are your thoughts? Uh, I would put it for my initial reaction to it. I would put it third. 
because mm. the Devin Bush draft, like they got Devin Bush. That was my guy. That was 100% my guy. So I was super high on that draft. Loved Deontay Johnson. Well, that's after I got the film. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still going to put that higher just because of Devin Bush. Um, so I would say 2017, 2019, and then 2021. I wasn't as excited about last year. I thought they had potential, but uh, that was a really good draft too. So I, yeah, I, I think it's a really good. I think it's a really solid draft. They did a really good job. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm quite pleased with this one. Do you have a favorite pick? Third round pick. That's that center sticking with. No, Kendrick and it Reed. really is because. Okay, I was I was rooting. People were like, "Oh, Jeff really loved Creed Humphrey." I wanted him because he was the best fit for what the Steelers traditionally do. All these other centers were out there. Uh, Miners, Hill, Myers, Dickerson, all those guys don't fit what the Steelers do. So I was on Creed Humphrey, even look at him saying, okay, he's not really a people mover. He's more of a pass protector. He's outside zone strong, but he's more a wall off and not a move people guy. And with Kevin Dotson and DeCastro, you want someone who can move people. There just wasn't the guy that I wanted. Right, there wasn't the right center there, and I, I kind of mentioned that that in, in some of our stuff is that, that there really isn't a center that fits quite right. Because I never looked at this guy, I never looked at Green, never considered him as a center. He's a, he was a guard from Illinois. Who cares? Uh, but the Steelers, Steelers do their work, man. The Steelers do their work, and they found him, and he, I think he's going to be a really, really good fit for Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that one. Uh, now the hate in the barn. In all honesty, in all honesty, he's going to transition to the NFL well, and the reason he's going to transition to the NFL well is because on one side of him he has David DeCastro, and on the other side of him he has Kevin Dotson. Yeah, right? and he's got Ben Roethlisberger, who can sit there and tell him, "Look, this is what you're going to do. Like this, like this is what you need to get down." And once they get that figured out, once they get the the, the refs between him and this kid down, he's going to be fine. He's gonna, Just like Kevin Dotson did fine when he was coming in next to Marquise Pouncey, you could tell Marquise was keeping an eye on him, watching out for him, making sure he was okay, making sure he didn't miss his assignments. Dotson and DeCastro are going to be able to do this for this young center. Uh, he's going to do really good. He's my favorite pick. Okay, a uh, couple more things before we uh, tie a bow on this one. Uh, do you have any predictions for undrafted free agent? Is there one name that you're looking at like, oh, I, I hope they still manage to pick this guy up? All, all the ones I wanted, all the ones I had really penciled were uh, drafted. They ended up drafted. I didn't think they'd be drafted, and they were. So I, got, I honestly have, like, nothing. Uh, you know what? I could see them try to chase Kay Johnson if he, he if he's not Mr. Irrelevant here. But, uh, I don't know, Tampa Bay doesn't really need another receiver. But uh, – I could see them Kay try Johnson to chase the receiver. Be recruited. People are going to be after him. Yeah. Um, all right. So last question here. Um, of course, we're talking about the seventh round picks uh, in this podcast specifically. What do you think of uh, Trey Norwood and Presley Harvin the third, the biggest punter that I've ever seen in my life? I'm pumped. <laughs> I think these were two really good seventh round picks. Uh, I'm going to predict that both our seventh round picks not only make the roster, right? They're going to make the roster and they're going to see actual snaps in the season, both seventh round picks, which is kind of crazy. I think that, I think that happens this season and it may not by the end of the year, 
I, I think even if you don't see injury by the end of the year, you could see both of them get snaps. Yeah, as for me, I really, I'm a pretty big fan of how they rounded out this draft. Uh, They nailed all the positions of need. Uh, They got the punter that's going to really, really going to change. I I think this this team's, as far as special teams go, they haven't had that weapon uh, that that punters really can be. And like Jordan Berry, how many times has he... uh, Screwed up a punt to, to be completely honest and put us in a hole. But Snowman puts five dollars in the tip jar. He said, Any more on Jeff's punter? Uh, he's got a cannon of a leg. It's really what it comes down to. Uh, Danny Smith was at Georgia Tech for his pro day. Um, out, outside of that, whoops, um, not really too much more to report other than he is a unit. Uh, love the pick, but uh, Jeffrey, I'll give you the final, the final thoughts here today. Uh, just, just take us out with this, uh, with this uh, draft class and your final thoughts. You've been talking, Michael, about special teams. This draft, with the punter in tow at the end, has been a fantastic special teams draft. Uh, it's been a good offensive draft. It's been, a, it's, it's been a solid defensive draft, and it has been a fantastic special teams draft. All right, so I want to thank every single person for tuning into this. There's going to be one more podcast today uh, breaking down the entire draft. That's going to be Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, and Brian Anthony Davis. Not sure if anyone else is joining them, but uh, I know at least the three amigos will be on there. So look out for that. Uh, I'm eh, probably in a couple hours' time, or uh, honestly, I'm not sure when that's going on. So uh, keep an eye on our Twitter account. I'll, I'll make sure everyone knows when uh, they fire that up. But uh, click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I cannot stress this enough. Uh, we're going to have uh, breaking news when it comes out to the underrafted free agents. Uh, going to do film rooms on all these players, knee-jerk reactions. All the podcasts that you might have missed are going to be on there as well. Make sure you're following along on social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just search Behind the Steel Curtain. Uh, we'll pop up. Uh, once again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, it's been a pleasure to bring you the this draft coverage uh, really from uh, from the get-go here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. So we will see you guys soon. The next time you'll see Jeffrey and myself will be Wednesday night in the Curtain Call. We'll start breaking down some of these prospects uh, with some special guests. Uh, before we get out here, uh, Eric Askew puts $5 in the tip jar, says it was good hanging out with you, Michael and Jeff. G-E-O-F-F, Jeff. Uh, here we go, Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, once again, it, it is our pleasure, and we cannot br- wait cannot wait to bring you more great Steelers content soon. See you guys.